Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me again on my podcast today. I appreciate you tuning in and listening to the word that's being taught here. And we're going to get into the word of God today. We're going to see what the Lord has for us. And every time we open his word, we should expect to hear from God. We should approach it with the understanding and the mentality that God is speaking to me when I open his word and read it. You know, the scripture says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when you hear the word of God, the anointed word of God, and your ears are listening with faith, then faith is coming. Faith is present. Faith is being activated. And then it's when we release our faith and speak the word of God that we begin to see things change in our lives. We begin to see results take place in our lives. And you can create the world that you see around you. You can create or you can destroy in your life based on what you're saying. We can say whatever the world is saying. We can say whatever our flesh is saying. We can say whatever our feelings are saying. But that only leads to the curse, and that only leads to destruction. But we can say what the Word says. And Jesus said in John six sixty three, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. And so if we'll speak His words, we're speaking life. I'm reminded of what Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says. It says, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them. And they, my words, are health to all their flesh. So we could say it this way. They're words of life, words of health. And so when we take up the word of God in our mouth, we're speaking life. We're speaking health. And we have to train ourselves to speak his word first and speak his word only because it is too easy for our flesh and emotions and our mind and will to want to say the wrong thing. But we have to renew our mind with the word and we have to train ourselves, train our being to speak the word of God and to respond in faith and not in doubt and not in fear. And so let's love his word today. If you have your Bibles, let's turn over to John chapter 15. And we're going to look at the first verse. And we're going to look at some things that Jesus said here. In John chapter 15, verse 1, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. 
for without me you can do nothing. Verse 6 says, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Verse 7 says, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so shall you be my disciples. I want to jump back to verse 1 of John chapter 15, and let's look at this some more. Jesus said, I am the true vine. Jesus said, I am many things. Jesus said, I am the door. Jesus said, I am the light. Jesus said, I am the way. Jesus said, I'm the truth. I am the life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Jesus is so many things. And one of the things that he is here in the context of what we're reading is, I am the true vine. The true vine. And my father, father, is the husbandman. And Jesus said, my father, but he, we know that he is father to us too, because God is become our a father the scripture says in romans chapter 8 verse 14 for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god verse 15 says for we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but we've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry abba father and so verse 15 tells we've been adopted into the family of god and now he is abba father to us and so god is father to Jesus, God is Father to us. And our Father God is the husbandman. That word literally means gardener. And Jesus is the true vine. And we are the branches, the scripture says in verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. So if you've ever gardened or you've ever planted anything or had a tree or done any kind of growing, you understand that it takes a vine and that vine is the life source. It's where life flows from. And that's why Jesus was saying, I am the true vine, because there's a lot of things out there that are, that are going to try to, that we're going to try to, that we could try to feed on or try to get our life from or try to get sustenance from. I think we've all been there, been guilty of trying to find life in other things from time to time, whether in big ways or in small ways. Maybe we've tried to find life out of a relationship or a person or tried to find life out of and purpose out of a job or an opportunity or goals. Maybe we've tried to find life and purpose out of places and things. And all of those things are false and leave you hanging dry. Jesus said, I am the true vine. I'm what brings purpose in life into you. I'm the only one that can do so. And so we understand if you plant a tree or garden or anything, that there has to be a vine, and it's through that vine that we find the life. And then it says that God, the Father, He is the husband or the gardener that's pruning in our lives. Verse 2 says that every branch that beareth fruit, He purgeth it, that word means prunes it, that it may bring forth more fruit. 
I watched videos on this of how um, vineyards and people who tend vineyards and gardens and stuff, they'll they'll have great fruit coming off of the vineyard. But he said, even then, those that are bearing fruit, they're still going to be pruned. They're still going to be cut and tended to so that they can do even better than they have before. And I watched these videos of these gardeners that were going in and cutting little bran- little um, of the branches off of this and pruning it and cleaning it and working on it. And it was beautiful. It was a wonderful plant and a wonderful vineyard. But it was still being tended to. It was a great vineyard. It was still being tended to and still being worked on because even though it was bearing fruit, the Lord wanted it, or the, the gardener wanted it to bear more fruit. And that's what Jesus was saying here, that even if you're bearing fruit, you're still going to be purged so that you can bring more forth more fruit. And for those that don't aren't bearing fruit, it says he taketh away. See, that word, we we can look at that and get concerned about what that means, but it literally means to lift and to carry. To lift and to carry. To cause it to come into a place where it can bring forth more fruit. And there's sometimes, there's there's two types of Christians. There's Christians that aren't bearing fruit for the kingdom of God, that are living to themselves and literally have done no, made no effort to do anything for God, and they're not bearing fruit in their life. Well, the scripture says that he will do what the King James says, take away or to lift and to carry and bring it up to a place where it can. So God will work with people to try to bring them into a place of fruitfulness in their life. And then there's the other type of Christian that will bring forth fruit, is bearing fruit, is serving God, and he's going to prune and purge them so that they can bring forth more, so they can go higher, so that they can have more fruitfulness in their life. And then verse 3 says, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you, Jesus said. So a lot of times people say that God will prune or clean or purge them through troubles, through difficulties. Sometimes people think that God uses sickness and disease or poverty and lack to teach them something. And they say that this is the pruning work of his, of God. This is the this is how God corrects his children. This is how God works on his children through circumstances. But according to what we just read, according to what we're looking at here today in John 15, that is not true. It doesn't line up with the Word of God. A lot of times people adopt ideas and take hold of ideas that are not in line with the Word of God. They they just reason with themselves this is right, or they were told that this was right, or they've, they've got these religious ideas that are not in line with the 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 true nature and integrity of the word of God. The scripture says, Jesus said that you are clean or pruned, is that word, through the word which I have spoken unto you. The word which I have spoken unto you. Jesus said that the words that I'm speaking to you, that it will, it will prune you or clean you. Now we understand that the word does so many things for us. The word brings faith in our lives, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word will build in our lives. It's a strong and firm foundation. We understand that the word is light to us. It will light our path. We can see that in Ephesians 5. We understand that the word is health 
and medicine to us, according to what we read, or what we said earlier, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. We understand that the word is, is sustenance to us. It's the bread of life. It's all of these wonderful things to us. And in addition to all of these things, we know that the word is a, a correction to us. It's a correction to us. Jesus said, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. You're purged or pruned through the word which I've spoken to you. So in addition to everything else that the word is, it is also something that cleans or prunes us. It's something to correct us when we need it. Scripture says all doctrine is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Paul said that. All Scripture is given by God. I meant to say, I'm sorry. All Scripture is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And so... People think, well, God will use things in the world or, or affliction and persecution to teach us something. No, that's not right. No, they're cleaned or pruned only by God through his word. You know, I, whenever people say that God put this on me or God put that on me to teach me something, there's a lesson involved with it all. I, I've never once heard anybody say what the lesson was that they learned. I never once heard a person say, yeah, I learned so much out of that. I never once heard anybody say that they grew as a result of having sickness and disease on their life as a correction. Because it's there is nothing to learn from that. If you as a parent were teaching and correcting your children, not one parent, if they're being honest, would say that they would put hard or wrong things on their child to teach them something. And so if people recognize they wouldn't put sickness and disease on their own child, then wouldn't they be much better than God if if God was doing that to us, but we wouldn't do that to our own children? No, God wouldn't be just. But no, God doesn't correct that way. God doesn't instruct that way. God uses his word, the Father uses his word, to clean us and to prune us. I watched a minister last year talk about this, how he was saying that the pandemic and what had happened and the economic crash and everything that had gone on last year, that the Lord was using that to prepare his church for a greater purpose and that the Lord was using that to prune us and purge us. And he was preaching right out of John 15. But he used verse 1 and verse 2 and never got to verse 3. He never even mentioned verse 3. As if he didn't even know it was there. But the the guy I was listening to was just like, yeah, the, he's, the Lord's purging us through these things. He's purging us through this hard time. We need to yield and prepare ourselves for something greater. We need to submit to that. And I was listening along, and right down on the inside as I was listening to this minister, and this minister was coming out of a Word of Faith church. He was preaching in a Word of Faith church, and he was a Word of Faith preacher. And right down on the inside, the Lord said to me, that's not how I clean my, or correct my children. That's not how I prune. 
Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And I just knew right down the inside that that minister had been associating with wrong teaching and wrong ideas. You know, I want to say this. We need to be very careful about who we associate with, with who we fellowship with, with who we spend time with. Because you can get, and the kind of meetings that we go to, the people that we sit under. Because a lot of times Christians are feeding on so many different ideas and so many different concepts out there and doctrines out there. And a lot of doctrines out there are doctrines that are not correct. And I would go as far as to say doctrines of devils, because that's what the word says. First Timothy chapter 4 talks about that. The that in the last days there'll be some that depart from the, from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Well, those things are out there, aren't they? Those things are out there. And it said that the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times people will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And so there's a lot of doctrine out there that is not from God, but it's of the world and it's of the devil. And so we need to be careful as Christians who we listen to, what kind of meetings we're going to, what kind of fellowship we have with people. Because a lot of times, even if people are in the body of Christ, they're Christians just like we are, that their way of thinking and their way of believing is not in line with the Word of God. And the Holy Ghost will correct us. The Holy Ghost will lead us and guide us. The Holy Ghost will show us what is error and what is truth. The anointing which you've received of him abideth in you, Scripture says. And you know, you know that which is truth and that which is wrong, that which is right and that which is wrong. So, see, we need to be cautious. We need to be, we need to not have a care of, of anxiety, but have a, a care as of a cautiousness and an awareness that we're not feeding on wrong wrong things that don't line up with the word of god we need to judge everything in the light of the word and i've and i've seen this and especially in recent times ministers that will listen to other kind of ministers because their churches are bigger than theirs and so they obviously have more success than theirs they, they follow other ministries and other pre preachers because of the seemingly success that they have. Or even Christians will follow after the flashy and the big and the exciting ministries that are going on. And they'll go and attend this meeting or that meeting or this service and that service. So they'll go and be a part of this event or that event. And they're just wandering around doing all this and they don't realize that it's a detriment to their walk with the Lord. It's a detriment to their spiritual growth because they're picking up a bunch of different ideas. You know, um, if you ever go out in the woods like I did growing up, you'll go out and walk through. If you ever walk through thick grass or brush, that when you get out of it, you can pick up a lot of stickers. And these stickers are these little pokey, they're like little seedlings or whatever, but they're they're designed to stick to things. And you can walk through, I would many times walk through the woods or go through some thick brush and, you know, I'd walk through it for quite a while and be like up to waist high or knee high. 
And when I came out of it, I'd look down at my pants and my jeans were covered with these little stickers. And they, and you know, it takes time. You got to pick them all off. You got to pull them all off. It takes time. And they're just sticking on it. Well, and I think that's how it is a lot of times with Christians. They're walking through just all these different places. They're going through all of this, this, their life, just going this way and that way. Going to this meeting, going to that meeting, going to this church service and going to that church and trying this church and trying that church. Well, I don't like what this pastor said here, so I'm going to go try another church. Well, I don't like what this pastor or minister said here, so I'm going to go listen to somebody else. And after a while, they pick up a bunch of ideas and a bunch of false doctrine and a bunch of things that don't line up with the Word of God, just like those stickers. And it's hanging on them. It's sticking to them. And it's not right in the sight of God. You know, the Scripture says that we're clean and pruned through the Word. And the Word will clean and prune some things off of us. Off of us, and there needs to be a correction to the body of Christ to stop following after their own ideas being wayward and, and leading themselves. But be led by the Holy Ghost as to where you're supposed to go to church. Be led by the Spirit of God as to what you're supposed to be doing. You know, I was reminded of the scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26 that says that, that He, being Christ, would sanctify them. And cleanse them with the washing of the water by the word, that he may present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Now, he said that right in the midst of talking about wives and husbands and how they're supposed to treat each other. Wives are supposed to submit themselves unto their own husbands as unto the Lord. And Colossians says, as is fit unto the Lord. That doesn't mean that everything that husbands say is fit. That doesn't mean that everything that's done is fit. It's supposed to be women that are supposed to follow, or wives, I should say, are supposed to follow their husbands, who's the spiritual leader of their home, who's leading in love and character and in respect, as is fit unto the Lord. And then it talks about husbands and how they're supposed to love their wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So the way husbands are supposed to treat their wives is the way Christ treats us. And a lot of times husbands treat their wives in ways that they wouldn't want the Lord to treat them. But anyways, in the context, he's talking about all this, but then he gets into the, what he's, how the Lord treats and how he views the church and what he's doing in the church. He says that he may sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. That he may present it to himself, a glorious church without or not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. Well, notice that it says it's the washing of the water by the Word. The Word is a washing agent. It's a cleansing agent. It's something that cleanses us or washes us. And what does it wash off? Things that aren't right, spot and wrinkle. Things that are blemish in us. Things or that are on us. And you know, in our heart we can be right. In our heart we can be born again and have the nature of God in us. But in our flesh and in our mind we can have a ton of things hanging on us. We can have baggage hanging on us. We could have wrong things, mentalities in our mind and in our life. We can have a fence that's been growing in our in our mind, in our emotions for years. People that carry a fence around with them. Bitterness around in their lives. 
hurts and 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 sadness in their lives and they won't let it go they refuse to let it go and the lord wants to use his word to clean us to prune us to wash us from those things to heal us in our lives we can't be healed any other way we can turn and try to try to cover up those pains and those hurts we can try to try to ignore those pains and hurts in our lives or we can let the Lord prune us and let us, him clean us and let him heal us through his word. Because you'll never be right. You'll never be right in his sight until you do it his way. Until you let his word work in your life. And submit yourself to that word. But anyways, Christians need to be careful who they're associating with. Who they're following. Who they're listening to. Because there's a lot of, a lot of things out there that look and seem good, but they're not good. They don't seem, they're not right. They're they're contrary, not only to the word of God itself, but they're also contrary to the will of heaven for you. Contrary to what the Lord told you to do. We ought not to be saying in our own lives, well, what do I, what do I want to do with my life? What do I want? Where do I want to go? What am I going to do? Maybe I'll live in a place that is a better job for me or where my family is. No, we ought not to be asking any of those questions. We ought to be asking, what is the will of heaven for me? Where is my church that he's called me to? Where is my place in the body of Christ? What is the direction of heaven for my life? And then go with that. And then go with that. Amen. Glory be to God. And so Jesus said, you are clean through the word, which I have spoken unto you. You're clean through the word, which I have spoken unto you. You know, the Lord is very faithful to lead and to guide and to correct when we need it. The Lord is very faithful to show us when we've made it mistakes. The Lord will not leave us to wander and to be wayward in our own, in our own sins or mistakes. He'll be faithful to show us what we need to do and to correct us when we need it because he loves us and it's not just sins in the flesh no there's spiritual sins out there that need to be corrected there's sins of disobedience where the lord told us to do something and we haven't done it there's there's all these different things that need to be corrected and the lord will correct us through his word we have the written word of god and then we have his the word that comes by his spirit where he'll speak to our hearts where he'll deal with us in our hearts for as many as are led, we read it earlier, by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So sons of God, daughters of God, can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. And he will faithfully lead and guide every single one of their children. You know, I've said to minister, to ministers and to people over the years that, you know, whether a Christian ever follows it or not, and whether they acknowledge it or not, they are being led. They are being dealt with. Because if they're a child of God, and they're born again, then that direction and that light and that witness from the Holy Ghost is in them. And they, like I said, they may never acknowledge it, they may never follow it, they may never admit to it. But on the inside, the Lord will always deal with His children and lead and guide His children. And he'll lead them into truth and not into error. He'll lead them into love and not into offense and hurt and unforgiveness. He'll lead them towards the plan and purpose of God and not 
out into the world away from it. He'll lead them to follow him in holy in their life and not away from that. So we can judge people's behavior, not people in and of themselves. We're not people's judge. Only the Lord is the judge of us all. The Lord Jesus will judge us all. When we sit at the throne of Christ, there's the the white, great white throne judgment where God will judge the world. And then there's the judgment seat of Christ where we as believers in the body of Christ will sit or will stand before him and will give an account for our life, give an account for what we did in the flesh in this life. And, you know, we're not to judge people. He's our judge. But we can judge behavior in the light of the word. We're, there, there's this mentality out there. You're judging me. That's wrong. You're judging me. That's not right. Well, we need to check up on some of these things that we've been saying and ask ourselves, well, wait, hold on. Am I judging the person as in I'm being unforgiving towards them and I'm, and I'm offended at them? Or am I judging the behavior? We should all be looking at people's behavior and looking at our own behavior and saying, is that right or is it wrong? We ought to be judging everything in the light of the word. Scripture says to judge prophecy. Not just to take everything that's being said to you. There's sometimes people prophesy or say things and they think, and it's supposedly by the Spirit of God, but the Scripture says to judge prophecy. To judge it and to, make, and to judge it in, line of, in light of the Word and in light of what has been spoken to you. Prove it. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. That's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Looking at the 16th verse, it says, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It says, Quench not the Spirit. Despise not prophesying. But prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. And then it says, Abstain from all appearance of evil. So prove all things, it says, and hold fast to that which is good. So we're to prove all things and hold to that which is good. We're to abstain or keep away from the appearance of evil. And there's going to be people in life that do wrong, and they may even be friends of yours. They may be have been close to you at one time, but they, they're out doing wrong. They're out living for themselves. They're out in offense. They got away from the plan of God. And we're not to just look and they may even make excuses for all those things we're not just supposed to to just say oh that's okay that's all right people always want to say that they're good that they're keeping up with their relationship with the lord that they're that they're right in his sight that they're they're not out of step with god but really any step into disobedience is a step away from his perfect will and it will hinder your walk with the lord until you make it right but see, we can judge behavior, we can prove all things, we can we can dis, we can look at it in the light of what the word says and say, "Well, that doesn't seem right. That's not right." And we need to be able to be honest with people and say, "That is not right. That is not what the Lord would do. That's not what the Lord has said." You know, the scripture says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 
We read it earlier. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So what does his word do? Well, it is doctrine to us. It's profitable for doctrine. It's for reproof. It comes with reproof. In correction and instruction. So it's so many things to us, and we need to receive all of these things. Amen? We need to be able to receive the doctrine from the Word when it's time. But we also need to be able to receive the correction when it's time, the instruction when it's time, and the reproof when it's time. Because it's through all of those things that will be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Unto all good works. And so it's important that we be sober and that we be vigilant. It's important that we be aware of what's going on in the world around us, not just be blindly blind, blindly walking through life and not being spiritually aware of what's going on, not just aimlessly going through this life and not keeping our guard up, our guard and faith up. We need to be seriously in tune with the Spirit of God in these last days, listening to the voice of God, listening to His leading, and following and walking in the light of His Word, walking in the light and not letting ourselves go astray. Because time is short and the time is so serious, and many in these last days shall be led astray. They shall go off into their own way, off into the ditch, off into the dark path and destruction. And it's it's important that we recognize the enemies at work to try to deceive the hearts of many, but we can stay and walk in the light if we'll stay true to what we've learned and been assured of. If we'll keep on doing what we've always done, the Word of God is the answer. It's the light. If we keep walking in the light of the Word, then we'll not be deceived and we'll not be taken aside or taken astray. I want to end with Ephesians chapter 5. It says in verse 13, But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly or cautiously, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Notice that Paul said that the light will reprove and make manifest things around us. Well, what is the light? Well, the light that the Word talks about here is the Word of God. It, the Word itself is light. Psalms 119, 105, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The entrance of your Word giveth light. Psalms 119, 130. His Word is a light. 
His word is a lamp. It lights our path. And so all things are reproved that are reproved are made manifest by the light of the word of God. And whatsoever does make manifest is light. And there's a call being made here. Awake, you that are sleeping. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give you light. Guys, I trust this was a blessing to you. Remember, there's no condemnation in Christ. There's no, if you've messed up, if you've made mistakes, you can get back. You can serve the Lord. You can come back to his plan and purpose for your life. These are not the days to be stubborn and to be rebellious to the plan of God. These are the days to be submitted and yielded to the spirit of God for this last great move of God and what he wants to do. The Lord wants to use every single one of us, but it's dangerous to be out on our own in these last days. We need to be in our own company. We need to be following the Lord where he said to put us or where he said we need to be. We need to have our own company. You know, it said that John and Peter, when they were let go from the Sanhedrin, they had been told not to preach in the name of Jesus because they, and they were being persecuted for that. They had healed that lame man at the gate, beautiful. And, they were arrested and told not to preach in the name of Jesus anymore. And they were beaten and then they were sent on their way. And it said in the, the scripture that they went unto their own company. It's important that we understand what that means. That we have our own company. That we stick with the ones that the Lord led us to. That we stay with the ones that Lord and the place that the Lord has led us to. Our own sheepfold like the scripture talks about to stick with the the place that the lord has brought us to because like there's a lot of places out there that are good there's a lot of ministries a lot of churches and i'm not saying that that they're not right or that they're not of god but what i am saying is you need to be in the place that the lord led you to you need to have your own company Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as you see, and all the more as you see the day approaching, the scripture says in Hebrews. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Well, where am I supposed to be assembled? I'm supposed to be assembled with the place and in the place with the people that the Lord led me to. My own company. And you know, the Lord is leading people to go to certain places and to be in certain places in the body of Christ. Every joint supplied, every member he's placed in the body of Christ. We're members in particular. Well, those members belong in certain memberships. We have our own company, and we need to stick with our own company. When you're having a hard time, when you're facing trouble, and we all will face trouble from time to time. We'll all go through hard things. It's good to be able to go back to your own company, just like John and Peter did. It's good to be able to go back for comfort and for help. And for them for, to go to people that can stand with you and believe for you. But what happens to Christians that go off offended and leave a place that the Lord led them to? They go off and they're not in the house of God. They're not following the house of, or the plan of God in the house of God. They're wayward and they're wavering. Where, what happens when hard times come? Who are you going to turn to? Who's going to stand with you? You may have some friends. You may have some cr- people that you can depend on but there is a corporate anointing in the house of God and there is a fellowship that you can have in the house of God that you that is scriptural and we need to stick with that 
Christians who wander off and go their own way and get away from the place that the Lord called them to, they're easily picked off by the enemy and led into greater deception. And that which they yielded to will become worse in their life than ever before. And that which they gave heed to, those those offenses and those hurts and those those wrong thinking wrong thinking and wrong ideas, that will be increased or taken they'll take them down even farther and farther and it'll get worse in their life. I've seen it happen over and over again. And so we need to stick with our own company. We need to stick with the one that the Lord has brought us to and not be moved. Walk in love. Forgive. Forbear. And move on. And don't let the enemy lead you astray or take you down. Guys, like I said, I trust this was a blessing to you. Remember, you can follow the ministry on Facebook and YouTube. You can follow the website, stephenoverbaugh.com. And I'm so blessed to be able to teach the Word of God week after week here. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye.